Thank you for listening to Right Jokes, Wrong Times. Today I was joined by Tremaine Bradley. You can catch him on his show on Facebook called Monday Night Tops, which airs at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find that on Facebook at the Big Laugh Comedy Network. We started the podcast with me telling him about a night at the comedy club. I go through this cycle of thinking I'm not funny anymore and kind of freaking out and being like, I don't have any new jokes. And then I kind of freak out. And what I do is I always take a night off and I go out. I'll go to the club, but I'll just sit there and watch. And so this one night I'm sitting there and watching and this dude gets up and he's supposed to do eight minutes. He's been struggling for seven minutes and about seven minutes in, he really starts making everybody laugh quite a bit. And so he goes 13 minutes and gets to the point where his mic gets cut off. He exits the stage and they're like, all right, next up is Trumaine Bradley. And you came up and I was like, all right, I got to see how somebody handles this. How does somebody handle a mic getting cut off? And you came up and had a great set, man. It's something that I remember really fondly because I was sitting there like, all right, how would I handle this? And I know I would have bombed that set. I've seen a few of your sets. I love your comedy, man. I love the way that you kind of control rooms. I'm excited to talk to you today. I, it's funny. As you started this story, I was like, damn, was I bombing for seven minutes? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it? I'm not going to say it's, it's, you know, it's not above me because you know how comedy goes. Um, you know, you're going to have way more misses than you're going to have like hits. But it's like learning how to, you know, fail with grace. But it was interesting because I remember that night. Funniest thing about that night is, if I'm not mistaken, I had a broken shoulder yeah. at the time. And then so I went up there with my arm sling. I don't remember what I said, but I remember thinking like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember saying something stupid and then just going in and you all had a great time because I had no idea. I really wanted to do well, but at the same time, I was on a lot of medicine. I was on oxy <laughs> at the time because my, you know, my shoulder PDs, was fucking, man. my shoulder was crushed. So like, I, but I still needed, you know how comedy goes. I still needed it. So I didn't know you were on PEDs. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to put an asterisk next to that set in my mind. <laughs> no, understandable. Well, I'm excited to see what joke of yours you have that works on stage that you want to talk about. First of all, I got to apologize because right before this COVID shit broke out, I was starting to play around with music on stage. Really? Because, you know, yeah, because comedy was just starting to get, it wasn't necessarily getting boring. Dimitri Martin style, though? Yes. Okay. In fact, that's one of my favorite comics. Yes. I love I him, can't, too. I can't play, pian I can't play, you know, keyboard. I just started learning the um, guitar, so I'm about to be that, like, basic bitch pretty soon <laughs> when they let us back. I've been learning <laughs> during COVID, but, like, the best I could do was I could sing songs very, very badly. Oh, yeah. But it's very confident. And um, it leads me to pretty much all the jokes I'm going to do on your show, to, on your um, <laughs> podcast. But like, but in particular, like, it's just what what's fun for me. Because yeah. how long you been doing stand-up? I started December of 2018. Okay. But I've now missed a considerable chunk of that. You know no, what I mean? Course. Like, No, no, right, right. But we all have. We yeah. got to put an asterisk on everybody's years that kind of, if you went through COVID, you just got to take that time out. Yeah, exactly. You got to subtract that year. It doesn't make any sense. You're doing yourself a disservice. But anyways, you've still been kind of doing it long yeah. enough to know what I'm going to explain. Sometimes you get to a point where sticking the landing isn't good enough. Because being a stand-up comic, the most after a while, and I've heard this from a lot of people, it's like any other job. You're going to learn how to do your job, period. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean you're good at comedy it means you're good at just the job aspect you learn this is how beats work this is how a punchline works this is how a setup works and you can kind of fake 
having true laughs because you understand the job. So when you're telling jokes, even if you're funny or not, sometimes jokes get boring. You know right. what I mean? And I was getting to a point where even the jokes I were working, I didn't feel like it was pushing me to want to get on stage more. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. that's when I started to try new things. And this is one of the jokes that came from it while I was, I think that I had just got off my arm, my arm. No, it was about to come off. So I started <laughs> you were coming writing. down from the medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, but I really wasn't fucking around when it came to that. Like I, yeah, yeah, I'm I, joking. I, I'm I, joking. No, 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 no. But I like to. I. That's the thing. There are certain things I did do, and we're gonna talk about. You know, I used to live in Cali, so legally I did do a few things in California for Sweet. a while. But when it came to painkillers, and when I was legit in pain. I didn't want to get to a point where I didn't know where the pain started and where it stopped. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to get dependent on it because I was in that much pain. Painkillers just seem like a dad drug to be addicted yeah. to. I don't know, man. It's it kind is. Of got that, like, it lame, is. Like, yeah, dad's addicted to painkillers. I don't know. If you're <laughs> taking painkillers, then you can say words like FICO score. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you can afford it because it's not a cheap man's drug. You, you know? Either you got the privilege to be able to get, you know, get prescribed it, but even if you're getting prescribed it, you're still paying for insurance, so it's coming out some way, or you're buying it on the street. And if you're buying it on the street you need to have quite a bit of money so it's like if you're doing it there's cheaper ways to get that same high so if you're doing that you can afford it either you or your grandparents can afford it somebody giving you money that's what i'm saying but anyways to get into this joke i so i was in california i was living i was out in um socal this was like last year or something like that yeah um out in socal or the beginning of this year maybe no it wasn't it was like last year whatever anyways um i was in socal and I was visiting my parents and they live close to Disneyland. So nice. I had been thinking about Disney Plus and, you know, partaking in legal marijuana at in California. Right. <laughs> um, and so I got it's all sure above it board was legal. It was yeah. legal where I was doing it. I'm over. I'm, I'm 32. So, yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, so I was doing that there out of nowhere. I was like starting to think about Disney Plus. And so I started like. I don't know, like I, I started thinking about what is across the board that everybody loved. And that's Disney, but there's certain things on Disney that everybody fucking loves. Right. And I realized it was um Toy Story. And it came yeah. and I came up with um a re a, like I redid a remix to You Got a Friend in Me. <laughs> um almost because I used to do um an impression when I was a kid and I never really noticed it until I started to develop this joke and it just worked. It worked way more than I expected. So this Did you bring a little piano on stage or like a guitar? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I did it all by voice. So it was that it was that much it was that much Acapella. Yeah, it was that much more ignorant. (laughs) So like it's like the the balls on this kid to come up here and do this shit. Anyways, so this is the joke. So I come up and say, you know, I love Disney Plus, you know what I'm saying? Because Disney Plus has me watching stuff in my 30s that I loved when I was like 12. Like I'm at I'm at the house rolling a blunt like you got a friend in me. I'm having a wonderful time. All right. But I'm seeing things differently, you know, because I'm high. (laughs) So like instead of you got a friend in me, it's. You got a friend in weed. <laughs> like, you got a friend in weed. No CBD. 
can do shit for me because you've got a friend in weed. Do, 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 do. That's where you smoke more weed. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and then I would normally stop and be like, um, you know what? Should I keep going? Fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got fire. I do too. You got trees. Ain't no telling what we would do. Put them together and we'll get on through. Cause you got a friend in weed. And people start clapping. And now I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, the title of that joke is give me your Disney Plus login. Because <laughs> mine's going to run out real soon. Normally they love that shit. And like it did really well. Like in any room, it would do well as long nice. as... I was super confident in that bullshit. Oh, dude, I would imagine if you're going to like kind of semi sing or a little bit and you do that with no confidence, I would imagine a crowd would be like, yeah, don't do that here. Especially Toy Story. They, they all right? know the song. Right. So they're over here looking like I now. What, he, what is he going to do? And I'm like super black and up there talking about you got a pretty weed. They're like, what is wrong with this guy? I usually ask how people write the joke, but it's just you looking down at a blunt on a couch for a really long time singing this <laughs> song. I kind of know, I think, how you wrote it. I told it on stage and it did well. And another comic, you know, kind of trying to like talk shit as the host, <laughs> but to get their laugh. Afterwards, they were like, give it up for Tremaine, you know. For figuring out how to write a joke around a semi-good Randy Newman impression. And I was like, that is a good point. I really did this because I realized that I understood Randy Newman as a black man. It's the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Well, dude, I went like way long in the first segment, like just having fun talking with you. So if you don't mind, I'm going to move it to the next segment. Which no, that's cool. is a joke of yours that you have that didn't work on stage. This whole music thing started with jokes that I've tried to stick the landing on and they just would not fucking stick. Like right. they would do okay, but you know, once you get an applause break or once you get, and it's not even the sound egotistical, it's just how like how comedians are. We, right. we need this validation. We need to be validated on these levels. So right. once you start getting certain validation, it's hard to move backwards. You know right. what I mean? Once you hear a real cheer, once you hear people legit like falling out a normal <laughs> doesn't really do it for you anymore so yeah. with that being said i was trying to figure out how to put music into my comedy more and i tried this joke and for the life of me it just <laughs> would like it would split rooms it would like some people would like it for the most part it's like uh but anyways all right <laughs> so the joke is um uh when i was a kid <laughs> i used to love shows with sleazy music <laughs> because it reminded me of porn. <laughs> like like Meryl's Place, Silk Stockings, Sex in the City. I didn't care if the acting sucked. <laughs> as long as the music was sexy, I was like, uh, this is good programming. Like this, this, this is good shit. That was what I was into. You know what I mean? Right. But it got so bad that I got into um, Law & Order. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Like, dun, 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 dun. No, Trumaine, that was you at like noon being like, you know what? I'm feeling a little horny. And the you only know? thing on was Law and Order. I was a kid. <laughs> I was a fucking kid. You know what I mean? So, like, I and like, so the rest of the joke was like, you know, the Law and Order theme, it did it for me. Um, you know, I loved it until I discovered SVU <laughs> because Ice T ain't sexy. <laughs> Neither is hearing. 
the victim's penis was found behind the ice machine. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up. I'm eight. <laughs> I haven't even discovered my penis yet. It used to give me such bad nightmares that all of my dreams ended with executive produced by Dick Wolf. Dong, dong. Anyways, it would do okay. I, I can never get it to really work. Shout out to Dick Wolf, by the way, yes. for having such a, that's a, such a great name to end an episode and just boom, you see Dick Wolf. How many times did you do this joke until you were just like, all right, I got to cut it. Another comedian way better than me, been doing it way longer, taught me this and he, and it made sense. He was like, comedy is just like working out. Not everybody's trying to get the same body. Some people are trying to run marathons. Other people just want to, you know, hmm. have a, have a six pack. Other people legit want to look like they're a bodybuilder other people just you know want to be healthy so you're going to work out to get that body type you see what i'm saying yeah and so like and so like i've been working out for a certain body type in comedy for years now so right. now i can tell if a joke's gonna work after about three times of doing it nice you see what I'm saying? But yeah. it's not to say that I'm never going to go back to it because there's a lot yeah. of jokes that I have that like I wrote my first year of comedy didn't work until now where I'm hitting like I was hitting. Um, well, I was hitting year six or so more year five because <laughs> yeah. I'm taking out this year. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like it's a lot of jokes that didn't hit before. But I, you never throw away anything. But at least with right. me. I get on stage or before COVID was happening, I was getting on stage 10 to 15 times a week, every single week for about six years, nonstop. Yeah. So that was like all the time because um, right. I was running my own room and all kind of shit. So I learned what laughter was supposed to sound like for my jokes. So it was always about like exceeding that. Like if I didn't exceed that laughter, then I'm going to put that joke on the back burner for a little bit. I might bring it out every so often just to see if I can, if I, if, if I have such a high score with the crowd or they're fucking with me so crazy, so highly hmm. that, that I have the space to mess around with this joke to see if I can find my footing. Um, that's how a lot of my jokes come, but like, especially if I'm doing longer sets, but yeah, this, I only did it like maybe what, three or four times before I realized, I don't know. I either got to come back to it later or this joke is just never going to work right now. So I'm excited to see what you're writing now. What joke are yours that you're writing right now that you want to talk about? All right. Again, I'm going to close it out on some weird owl shit with a song. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, man. I just, I, I enjoy songs that ha actually my jokes. Jo I enjoy jokes that have like songs somewhere in them because it sounds you like you're a big music person. I am. But I almost feel like certain things can be crutches unless you push yourself to turn it into something better. What do you mean by that? Meaning like, for instance, when you see uh, Dimitri yeah. get on stage, yeah, you know for a fact, even if he's going to give you a song, that, sh that joke would have been amazing without, without the, um, it would have been amazing without the keyboard it would have yes. been amazing without the because it's good fucking writing I got that's you. what okay. i mean if i'm going to do a song on stage i'm not just doing it because i know for a fact i can get you on my side i'm doing it because i'm about to take you on a fucking journey and that's the thing even comics whether you because we all hate it we hate it we're like fuck you're gonna bring out that keyboard and just lean on that or right. you're gonna, you know, you have the, the 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 song queued up, and you just keep hitting them with the song cue. That's not real comedy, but 
if you can take those things and turn it into something fucking real, I think that it's almost better to watch because you were upset in the beginning, but then you were like, you know what? All right, that's actually a good fucking idea. Yeah. So that's why I try to push myself to do songs that actually work. And that brings me to this last joke. Yeah. I've been working this on a couple of, you know, these virtual shows at home. Again, it comes back to shit that I loved as a kid, uh, you know, because like I, I love the 90s. Uh, um, oh, yeah. So like the joke I go into how I'm saying like um, one of my favorite shows of all time was Friends because when I was growing up, I didn't have any <laughs> like like this thing. <laughs> See, like I but that but like I just got because I'm an adult now, so I got HBO Max, and I heard Correct. that HBO Max is bringing back Friends, and I started <laughs> thinking, could you imagine if Friends was done today, like everything would be different, including the theme song. So I decided for just for you all that I was instead of gonna instead of doing I'll be there for you, <laughs> it would be I won't stand by you. <laughs> you know, because of the, the, the quoting, not the quarantine, but the quoting. That's what a QO, okay? The quoting? Um, because the quoting, yes, quoting <laughs> is two words. <laughs> um, no. So you got to do things differently. So it's, <laughs> I won't stand by you, all right? And yes, okay. I'm going to do the beat because I'm black and I, I like it. So I'm going to do the beat. So <laughs> if, you, if you don't do the beat, it's even 90s, so it would be like, Dun, 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 dun. And you're gonna know. <laughs> I would offer clap. to carry the beat if I could, but I can't. You, so sorry. It's okay. It's okay because you're gonna all you're gonna know. You're gonna know exactly when to clap. So it's gonna go. We didn't know that COVID was gonna be this way. <laughs> Is that See? it right there? Yep. Yep. Folks are sick, they jobless, some are DOA. <laughs> they don't understand safe distance here. But I don't even know the day, the week, but I remember the year. So I won't stand by you. Wait. <laughs> when I'm picking up my food, I won't stand by you. At the self-checkout too, <laughs> I won't stand by you, so don't stand by me too. Give me six feet. <laughs> and the name of that joke is um, don't stand by me because we are not friends. <laughs> there, there weren't even black people on that show. <laughs> Hashtag quoting. With quote Anyways, that's the joke I've been working on. I almost ruined your joke by chiming in with like shitty harmony. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> what I love about that is you're right. That is something that's universal. I didn't even grow up watching Friends at all. I probably watched like three or four episodes in my lifetime. I know the theme song though. Exactly. So I, I think you're absolutely right because the whole time you were singing, I could actually sing along in my head and be like, okay, well, he's replacing these words. <laughs> it is funny because you have to watch the show. Even if you hate the show, you can respect that. You know what? I hate this, but goddamn, <laughs> all right, it's catchy. You know what I mean? Like, right. And so I, I like doing shit like that, where it's like you hate yourself because you enjoy <laughs> what's happening. And I love those type of jokes that make all people, all people feel like they can chime in or feel like they can join in. Like, yeah, I remember this song, you know, because because what happens is it makes things an experience. It turns a, a comedy show into an experience. It turns a joke into something that they can bring home. You're now the friends guy. 
you're now the, the, the toy story guy. And that's the problem. People worry about being funny, but you're a fucking comedian. It's your job. You're going to be funny. If they're putting you on a show nine times out of 10, they're doing it because you can make them look better. Whoever them is, is the person who's booking the show. Right. Nobody does anything for anybody for free, period. Right. Either you can bring people in the seats, which none of us are Dave Chappelle, so none of us can bring. All yeah, you I can can't. do, none of us can. All you can do is Fill up time and not fuck up. That's all they're asking is you don't fill up time and not fuck up. So it's up to you to go further than that. Why are people going to remember you out of all the umpteenth people who are on the show? And that's what I started realizing doing comedy. I needed to do something that I knew for a fact, even if other people sung on a, on, on a show, it wasn't going to be like this. So I think that's a great place to wrap up because I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with you because the experience that I had that night where you came on stage and commanded the crowd after something crazy happened and somebody left the stage with their mic cut was an experience. And it was something that I remember. So absolutely agree, man. And I appreciate you for coming on with me today. I appreciate you having me.